Hello, this is Tom Bailey, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and we continue on with our special edition of the tape recorder. This is part two of ranking the Beach Boys. Last week we did Beach Boys covers, now we're going to do the top ten Beach Boys songs, the originals, and I'm not doing this as, I guess, a critical analysis, I should probably point that out. Uh, I was thinking about that as as I was creating this list, because if you came to me and said, PF, create a list of what you think the ten best Beach Boys songs are critically, it would probably be a slightly different list, maybe a much different list. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to really dig into that to find out. But these are just, I guess, my ten favorite Beach Boy songs, ranked ten through one. And then just as someone who's been at this since 1976, and then next week we are going to start the gargantuan task of ranking the Beach Boys albums again from a personal standpoint, not an artistic standpoint. Although we can all agree with one artistically, and then from there, uh, it's it's a it's a mishmash. It's a it's it's anybody's guess. All right. So the top ten Beach Boys songs, though, we are going to start with the album Holland, and Holland is getting a lot of love lately. Uh, there's been a big move for people to start concentrating on what we call post surf Beach Boys, and post surf Beach Boys basically is anything after well, it's really Pet Sounds and beyond, and really anything after Pet Sounds because everybody knows Pet Sounds. And there's a lot of gems in there, and Holland is an album that's recorded, as the name would suggest, in Holland. And there's a lot of good tunes on this album, but when they brought it back from Europe, the record company didn't hear any hits on it, so they tacked on a song called Ceylon Sailor, which you still hear live to this day. Got to like 45 or something like that, but there's a lot of other great tracks on this. This other one I was thinking should have been a single, and then I looked... As I was uh, compiling this list, I'm like, oh, it was the second single from Holland, but only got to 85, weirdly. And something else on this list we're going to notice, and it starts with this song, is I'm a big fan of Al Jardine songs, it turns out. Al places three songs in the top ten. And, you know, you think of the Beach Boys, you think, well, Brian, obviously, helped out with Mike. So, you know, a lot of Brian and Mike compositions, Carl chipping in. But uh, Al Jardine landing three in the top ten here, starting with this one. It's part of a trilogy on the album. There's California, Big Sur, California, something else. And then this is the third part of it called California Saga, California. Here it is. Man. 
California Saga, California, the Al Jardine penned tune. And boy, uh, we need to hear that. I think we actually heard that when we saw Brian's band back in 2019, when Liza and I went. I'm pretty sure he did do this song. I'll have to check the set list again. But I'm pretty sure he did do get to, we got to hear California finally. Because you never get to hear many Al songs. We don't get to hear the other two ever. So, but we'll get to those. We come to number nine. Number nine, Good Vibrations. That's probably the casual fan's favorite Beach Boy song, or one of them. I was never a big Good Vibrations guy. Uh, when I started getting into the band, I became aware of Good Vibrations. But at the same time, it was also used in a Sunkist commercial about the time I got into them, which was fine. And it didn't ruin it for me. It isn't like, oh, I think a Good Vibration, I think a Sunkist. But it just didn't it didn't hit the same way as the songs I'd been hearing on the radio. So, and weirdly, I did not have heard Good Vibrations on the radio, even though it was a number one hit. The songs I was hearing on the radio in 1976, you know, well after they were uh, hits on the radio originally, it would have been, you know, We're Surfing USA and uh, Sloop John B and Wouldn't It Be Nice and, and songs like that. The Good Vibrations, another thing I, uh, a problem I have with Good Vibrations is I don't like the final mix after hearing a mix I found on an album called Rarities. Rarities comes out in 1983, and it is an album, as the title suggests, of rare Beach Boys cuts. There's a In My Room is sung in German. There's a different mix of Bluebirds Over the Mountain, which kind of mimics the mismixed version that was released in Holland, speaking of. So anyway, uh, Good Vibrations is on there, and there's a it's, it's without vocals, uh, except at the very end. I'll explain in a second here. And I, as I recall correctly from the liner notes, I may, may be mistaken, I think this mix was almost released, and then at the last minute, Brian decided to go with the mix that you know today. And I can see why that is. I'm going to pick it up from the bridge, and the bridge in the version that you're familiar with, uh, most fans are familiar with, it, the song kind of drops down into that little harmonica part, and then you know, it's good, you know, gotta keep those good vibrations happening with that, that part that they get everyone to sing along with when they do it live. But this contains a fuzz bass, and it is a bit abrupt. Now, I, I like this fuzz bass better, I think. But I think if you're, you know, listening to it on the radio, if you're just a casual Beach Boys fan, it is a bit, a bit jarring almost. But what's really cool about this version is there's a little vocal bit added, and you'll see what I mean, and an extra vocal bit added when they come out of the bridge. Here it is, Good Vibrations, the alternate mix from Rarities. Gotta keep those loving good Vibrations are happening with her Gotta keep those who love good Vibrations are happening with her Man, I just love that. If that had been, well, they they probably could have kept the harmonica part in it, and then used that hum-de-dum part, and then that extra bit that uh, Carl does there. 
when they're coming out of it. That's that's just fantastic. That might have ranked higher if that had been the mix of good vibrations. Once I heard that, I was spoiled. So speaking of Carl, we get to uh, God Only Knows, which is Brian Wilson's favorite Beach Boy song, by the way. He said it's the greatest song he's ever written, and he, he's not wrong. And again, a lot of casual Beach Boy fans like this one. This is another alternate mix, though. I like this version better because at the very end, we'll, I'll pick it up toward the end of the song, they had this little vocal tag to it. And of course, the Beach Boys are a band. They're a fantastic band, and a lot of people write them off as just a vocal band because they are such great vocalists, but they are a proper band, but it's hard to argue with that vocal band argument when you hear stuff like this, and like the bit you just heard in Good Vibrations, because yeah, it's uh, they're a very good band who are outstanding vocalists, so here you go, here's the, the tail end of God Only Knows available on the Pet Sounds box set, it's uh, God Only Knows with a little vocal tag at the end. vocal tag and that is just so cool again why wasn't that the they really it's weird you would think they would kind of like even at that point in the 60s realize that they are a vocal group indeed to the point brian realized because it's the only album that the beach boys don't perform on musically they only sing because they were out on the road brian was using the wrecking crew and to be honest, at that point in 1966, a lot of this was probably beyond the the band's capabilities. You know, maybe later on they could have, have done it, but, you know, you have all the different instruments that they've never played before. There's oboes, there's strings, there's all kinds of stuff on this. So I don't even think Brian plays on it, uh, to be honest. And I'll have to look back at the liner notes, but I don't, they only do the vocals, but that's what Brian used them for. And you think they would play to their strengths here in the late 60s and really, you know, stress those vocals. But So we come up to, let me see, we got... 10, 9, 8, we're at 7 with Wild Honey from the album Wild Honey. Post Pet Sounds, people, you know, this gets to number 30 or something like that. And it is just a great, great tune written presumably because, and we'll talk more about this, by the way. Uh, it's at, written at Brian's house. They're recording the album Wild Honey. And Mike gets a notion to write this song. He goes up to make a cup of tea to soothe his voice uh, from all the singing. And he sees uh, Wild Honey in the cabinet in Brian's kitchen. And he starts to kind of put this song together. Lyrically, Brian writes the music. And uh, they come up with a banger. And we'll, like I said, we'll discuss more about the uh, Brian's, uh, um, I, we, I guess, uh, not correspondence to the band, but, but um, his, his closeness to the band and how close he has to be for them to have great stuff. In the meantime, this is Wild Honey, song number seven in my countdown. Sweet 
Wild Honey from the album Wild Honey. I love that uh, that sound you hear in there That at the beginning of the song. People think it is a theremin. That is actually an electric theremin. It's the same instrument used on Good Vibrations, by the way. And the theremin you may know is a... Uh, you might have seen this on the Big Bang Theory. Sheldon plays it and tries to play the Star Trek theme, which also uses a... Which actually uses an actual theremin. The electric theremin is different. The theremin proper is two uh, wires apart from each other and you wave your hand between them and that causes the sound to oscillate. Where the electric theremin is you put your finger on the sliding board and that uh, and it's a more accurate way to play I guess and that's the uh, that's the electric theremin is what the Beach Boys actually use. They did not use a, a theremin proper. So we get to song number what is it? Six? It's Al Jardine again kids. How about that? Uh, boy this song really Oh, I get so mad about this song, uh, in a good way. Uh, they released an album in 1985. It's a big comeback. Uh, it's called The Beach Boys, The Surviving Five. Uh, Dennis has passed away at this point, sadly. And so Brian is back. He is, again, we'll talk about his involvement. Proximity is the word I was looking for in the previous segment. Brian's proximity to the band is directly proportionate to how great the albums are, it seems. And we'll, like, we'll discuss that when we rank the albums. But he's back for this one. He, you know, isn't as involved in every track. So it kind of, you can kind of tell, but the tracks he's involved in are great. Uh, Get You Back is the lead single. It goes to 20 odd in the charts. I think 26, 25, somewhere in there. A fantastic tune. They release another song called It's Getting Late for some weird reason. Uh, which is not a great soon, great tune. At the end of the video for it, we are teased with what's going to be the third single, and I've never been able to find the story on this. For some reason, this does not become the third single. They opt to go, I believe, with Bruce Johnston's She Believes in Love Again, which is a soft rock schmaltzy tune. It's fine. Not as great as this tune. This tune is bang on a Beach Boys tune. Uh, some people criticize it for being, well, Dean, these guys are in their 40s now, and they're singing about surfing and talking being rad. That's a great tune. This is a great, great tune. It is totally encapsulates the sound. California Calling, the Al Jardine pen tune from the album The Beach Boys. If everybody in the USA could come with us to California, we could take them to a place out west where the good sun shines every day. Now there's a touch of California, and everyone who's ever been this way. And when your telephone begins to ring, and the operator comes on the line, California Calling, the Al Jardine pen tune. What a tune. Never hear it live. I think I heard it live once when they toured this album in 1985. We get to song number, let me see, five, is it? Yes. From an album that I like a lot that people hate. And it is called 15 Big Ones. 
15 Big Ones produces at the top five hit rock and roll music cover of the Chuck Berry team. Uh, this song is also released. I can't remember. I always have a recollection it only got the number 40, but I think it actually got into the 20s. This song did. It's okay. Got to hear it live on the most recent tour. I was so excited. Someone in the Beach Boys Facebook page derided, oh, they just put it in there. Mike did it because Hanson just covered it. And I'm like, well, who, who cares? Who cares why it's in there? It's in there. It's a tune. Nobody recognized it. Nobody stood up and danced except me and Liza. It's okay from the Beach Boys. Fun is in. It's no Again, encapsulating the sound, and we'll get more to the uh, don't F with the formula quote of Mike's again in the album discussion because, you know, in a way, he's not wrong. I mean, artistically, he was completely wrong at the time, and I think he'd be the first to admit it, but uh, we'll discuss that more. But yeah, it, it, it fits the formula, and it fits it really well, kids. Back to Al Jardine. So we get to a song that comes from the album Still Cruisin', which, again, we will discuss next week. Uh, we, in fact, I'll teaser, it is in the first third of albums we're going to discuss because the album's not great. It, I hardly consider it an album. I consider it more of an EP because it only has five originals on it and then they bolted on like three other tunes. And the premise was supposed to be it was songs that appeared in movies of the, of, of the 80s. And so Kokomo is on there, of course. And, uh, we'll discuss Kokomo later on, but, uh, other songs that appear on it did actually not appear in movies. With the, the second single, Somewhere Near Japan, is not in a movie, I don't believe. And it's in there. Mike gets upset because he thinks politics played in it, and, and, uh, and this song got on it. And this song should have been the second single. What are you, nuts? And it's it sounds it's a great compliment to Kokomo, which is the great thing about it. But it doesn't... It sounds like Kokomo. It doesn't doesn't sound like a copy of Kokomo. They weren't trying to reinvent Kokomo, but I just think Al was kind of influenced by that tune and figured, oh, hey, I can, I can make it a great tune, too. And I would say this is better than Kokomo, kids. But here we go. This is the Al Jardine-penned Island Girl.
It is uh, one of Liza's favorite Beach Boys. I think it's her favorite Beach Boys tune. And fun fact, kids, can't find it in Spotify. There you go. So if you have to find the physical CD or or find it somewhere else, Island Girl, what a tune. Number three, we go to what a lot of people consider to be the Beach Boys' second best album. Indeed, Steve Lukather, you may know him from Toto. Uh, He was on our friend Pat Francis' podcast, Rock Solid, and, I mean, the guy's a fantastic musician. He tweeted out once that, all Summer Long is a better album than Pet Sounds because it's accessible to the average listener without, you know, a lot of all the, you know, all the mucky muck, you know, all the musical theory and all the stuff going on. But I, I don't agree. I love All Summer Long and it may be my second favorite Beach Boys album. We'll see. But I, I don't know. I mean, he's a proper musician. So, I mean, I got to go with what he says and I certainly don't have a, a huge argument against it. And, and this is a great album, a great tune. Discover this tune at the end of, uh, what was the, um, American Graffiti. And I'll tell you a funny story when we get to this album and the album countdown. But in the meantime, uh, this is a great poppy tune, great vocals, great hook all summer long. Summer Long, number three in my countdown. We get to the song that, well, again, you know, famously, after Pet Sounds was released and didn't do very well, Mike is purported to have said, don't F with the formula. And of course, people are like, you are crazy, man. And you are right to think that because that is a crazy thought, but not entirely wrong. And this song proves it. Uh, they released an album in 1968, I believe it is, called 2020. And they've struggled to have some hits. This turns out to be their highest charting song since uh, Good Vibrations, I believe. Oh, well, Heroes and Villains might have gotten into the teens. But uh, they go back kind of to the formula in a way. And it's a great way to go back to the formula. They're older, but they still like the beach, the sunshine, the girls. And that is encapsulated in a Brian and Mike penned tune called Do It Again. It's automatic. 
Do It Again still opens the shows for the Beach Boys, uh, not for Brian's band, but it opens uh, Mike and Bruce's version of the Beach Boys. It opens the show and still a great opener, really sets the table for some great, great tunes. If you have a chance to see them on this tour, it is fantastic. They're promoting Feel Flows, which comes out tomorrow as I'm recording this. So excited. And you get 31 songs. They do take a break. Uh, they are old. Bruce and, and Mike are. They do need a break, although they're in much better shape than when I first saw them. Uh, not first, first saw them, but uh, saw the them touring uh, in this with this group of musicians, I guess. Um, or maybe I'd seen them before, but Mike wasn't in very good shape. He'd hurt his back and had to take a break. He kept joking about it, saying, oh, I have to go get some oxygen and things like that. And then he got his back problem sorted, and now he's able to move around the stage again. But you got to give him a break. So they do like 15 songs, take a break, come back out, do another 15, 16. It's, it's fantastic. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. And so that was the uh, the opening track. We get to the number one song. And for the number one song, I'm going to play you a, just the vocal mix because, yes, we discussed that the Beach Boys are a vocal band. And while the, the, the music of Pet Sounds is, of course, mind-blowing, we want to concentrate on the vocals. And, oh, and another thing I'm going to talk to you about with this song, with Wouldn't It Be Nice, is our friend Pat Francis, uh, one of his co-hosts, Mike Siegel. I've never spoken to Mike. I need to. He's, he's, a, he's a fun guy on Pat's show, and he's a comedian as well. They were discussing uh, the Beach Boys one time, and Mike ran out that jive story about Mike Love firing Brian Wilson after the 50th anniversary tour, which is complete nonsense. What we will discuss next week or maybe in, a, in the coming weeks. I think I've already told that story, by the way. But anyway, uh, Mike Siegel upset that Mike Love gets a writing credit on this song. Most of Pet Sounds is written by Brian Wilson and a guy named Tony Asher, who uh, Brian wanted to work with because he wanted to work with somebody new. And uh, Tony Asher was writing jingles and some other things and had met Brian at the Western Recording Studios. And they kind of hit it off. And, and Brian thought, well, you'd be a good guy to write this new album with. So they write all these songs. Wouldn't It Be Nice is one of them. And Mike Love, when they're in the studio, adds this little vocal tag at the end. Uh, Good night, baby. Sleep tight. And Mike Siegel's like, Mike Love gets a writing, because Mike Siegel hates Mike Love. Gets a writing credit for that. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you do. If you contribute to the song, you get a writing credit. That's pretty sure that's how it works, Mike. (laughs) So uh, we will discuss someday with Mike Siegel, hopefully. But in the meantime, here is my number one Beach Boys song, the vocals only. Wouldn't it be nice? to live together in the kind of world where we belong You know it's gonna make it that much better when we can say goodnight and stay together Wouldn't it be nice if we could wake up in the morning when the day is noon and after having spent the day together Happy times together we've been spending I wish that every kiss was ever ending But wouldn't it be nice Maybe if we think and wish and hope and pray it might come true Run, run, will Baby, then there wouldn't be a single thing we couldn't Oh, 
Wouldn't it be nice from the Beach Boys, my favorite Beach Boys song. There you have it. That is the top 10 Beach Boys songs. And for our playout song, I didn't tell you what the playout song was going to be, did I, kids? Guess who else has a new album out? It's The Killers. You're darn tootin' The Killers have a new album out. And I'm going to go with a... I'm not sure what the single is is, uh, supposed to be on this album, but I uh, went through the tunes the other day listening to them, and I'm thinking this should be the single. If it's not, it is a song called Sleepwalker from the Very Great Killers, PF's third favorite band, by the way. So appropriate that they are making an appearance here. And this is, let me get that, I can't remember the title of the new album. I'm sorry. The last Killers album was Imploding the Mirage. And the new Killers album escapes me, let me tell you, because I just downloaded it. Yes, I physically, or I didn't physically download uh, Pressure Machine is the name of the new Killers album. They're out on the road. Do check them out. If this is not the single it should be, this is our song of the week on PFT Recorder, Sleepwalker, The Killers. So long, and thanks for listening. <laughs>